reading comes from Malachi 4, verses 1 to 2a. The great day of the Lord. The day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. The day that comes will burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, so it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with the healing in its wings. You shall go without leaping like calves in the stall. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Charles. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Luke chapter 21, reading from verse 5 to 19. When some were speaking about the temple how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance. For I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance you will gain your souls. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And may I now speak in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The Great War, as the First World War has been called, was war on a scale never known or imagined before. Between 1914 and 1918, some 65 million men took up arms. 
10 million died in battle. 20 million were irretrievably wounded in their bodies or minds. And in just the Battle of the Somme alone, between the 1st of July and the 18th of November 1916, more than one million men were wounded or killed, making it one of the bloodiest battles in human history. And to understand the impact on British society, you need to know that from the Great War, one in three families had a loved one killed, wounded, or taken prisoner. One in three families. And it's why there are war memorials in virtually every village, town, and city around the country and outside this church at our Lichgate. The British loss in the First World War saw three quarters of a million dead men. Three quarters of a million. France lost nearly one and a half million men, double that of Britain. Nearly two million Germans and a similar number of Russians also died. It was slaughter on a scale never seen before then. And to see how horrible, futile, and in a way senseless it was, we're going to watch a video clip from the Battle of the Somme in 1916, which speaks for itself. Thank you, Dave. We realized that something big was being prepared because we could see the number of guns, new guns that were arriving on the front and the amount of shells that were coming. We were told by the generals of the battle that was going to be on the 1st of July and we were also told that there wouldn't be a German within miles. There was going to be this bombardment to knock hell out of the Germans and all we had to do was get up and walk across. Just walk straight through to Berlin. It was what I always called the dance of hell. It was bump, 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 bump. Shells bursting all the time. Could never get it out of my memory. We'd reached our attacking positions overnight and were all ready for the assault. I was next to the officer and he said very shortly, only five minutes to go. At 7.30, every man climbed out of the trenches at the whistle of the officers and not a man hesitated. one of us in our battalion that ever got to the German lines. You couldn't. It was absolutely impossible. You see, the Germans had these deep dugouts. They were as safe as the bank. They were 30 feet down. All I could see was men lying dead, men screaming, men on the barbed wire with the bowers hanging down, shrieking, 
I was just alone in a hell of fire and smoke and stink. And so I began to creep back towards the line. Through shallows, through the mud, and down into the trench. Some had been able to crawl back to our trenches. Some of them would say, oh, shall I get to Blighty? <laughs> you had to encourage them to think they would. So all the horrors and mass deaths that new technology brought to warfare, with those horrible scenes being reported home, it was not surprising there was speculation as to whether the second coming was imminent. Quite a few Christians at that time felt the war was a prelude to Jesus coming again in glory as they saw the First World War as the Battle of Armageddon described in the book of Revelation. Sadly, as we all know, wars did not cease after 1918, despite the revulsion at the senseless waste of so many lives. The horrors of the Great War did not prevent another world war less than 25 years later, which involved not just a theater of war in Europe, but also in North Africa and the Far East. And since 1945, the list is unremittingly long. Just look at the oft-forgotten wars in which Britain alone has been involved since then. India, Palestine, Malaya, Korea, Suez Canal Zone, Kenya, Cyprus, Suez 1956, Borneo, Vietnam, Aden, Radfan, Oman, Dofa, Northern Ireland, the Falklands War, the Gulf War, Bosnia, Kosovo, Sierra Leone, Iraq, Afghanistan. And now Britain is helping with military supplies to Ukraine in its war against the Russian aggressor. No wonder Jesus says in our gospel reading, when you hear of wars and insurrections and not if you hear. History continues to bear out Jesus' prescient words. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. Yet there's a conundrum which I'd like you to consider today. The fact is that from the day of our birth and as we grow up, we learn that there's only one certain fact in life. That each one of us will die one day. In the end, all that war famine, earthquakes, COVID-19 do, is to bring forward death. Instead of dying in old age, some men and women die young. Some die in the prime of life. In his poem, Flanders Fields, John McRae, a Canadian soldier, put it this way, and the words will appear on the screen now. 
In Flanders fields the poppies blow between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place. And in the sky the larks still bravely singing fly, scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved. And now we lie in Flanders fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die. We shall not sleep. Though poppies grow. In Flanders fields. So we rightly remember the dead today because they paid the ultimate sacrifice. When you go home, tell them of us and say, for your tomorrow, we gave our today. Yet as I've alluded to earlier, there's an underlying truth we ignore at our peril. That it's not whether we die old or young that matters. The ultimate question is this. Where will your soul spend eternity? In a sense, it's irrelevant whether we die through war or natural causes, old age, or even an accident. Because what matters is what happens after death. Will it be everlasting joy and peace or everlasting torment? A torment worse even than the trenches of the First World War. In our reading from Malachi chapter 4, a judgment is prophesied. We hear evil will end as God's judgment comes on arrogant people who do evil things. While those who revere his name, who worship him, will triumph. Saints, it's not war or any other cause of death we should fear, but what comes after. Today, as we remember those who died on timely deaths for our today, perhaps before they could make the choice to follow Jesus, may I encourage you to invite Jesus into your life so that you may not be caught out by an untimely death. The greatest gift of all is Jesus, who gave his life for every one of us. Jesus, who is fully God, has paid the price to come into your life and take away the sin, shame, guilt, mess, and mistakes. And today he wants us to acknowledge him for the first time or afresh and invite him into your life. He wants you to trust him. He loves you. He made you. He has amazing plans for your life. And he's always wanted to have a relationship and share life with you. Why not join me in saying the next prayer out aloud? Maybe just reaffirming your faith in him. Or maybe saying that for the very first time. As you do so, something powerful happens. Jesus comes into your life. And makes you clean. Washes the sin away. 
and fills you with his love, peace, and joy. So join me, if you are able to, in this prayer of invitation to Jesus. Let's say, Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. I'm sorry for living life my own way. Please forgive me. Today, I receive you into my life. I believe in my heart that you rose from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I thank you for forgiving me. And I put my trust in you. Lovely to hear the children at the front reading that with me. Well, if you've said that, you've invited Jesus into your life. And you've chosen his peace, his joy, God's love for you for this life. Get in touch with us or a Christian you know to pray with you. And to guide you as to the next steps. But of course, many of you are already Christians. You've already said that prayer before, many years ago, perhaps before your confirmation or when you came to Christ. But the question for you who are seasoned Christians is this. Will Jesus recognize you as his own when you meet him after death? Were you really living this life for him? That gives each one of us pause to think and to amend our ways. As we remember the fallen and injured today from past and present conflicts, let us hold on to the glorious hope that not only will there be an end to war one day, but also that even the potential destruction of these bodies will not separate us finally from the presence of God. As Christians, we are in a relationship with God which transcends death. If we know him now, we will know him forever. Let us pray.